Epic Gumdrop, sweeter than a series of conveyor belts that feed you research. Epic Gumdrop is brought to you by the support of our patrons, and it's executive produced by Brandon Ellis. As always, if you want detailed show notes with images, links, and all that, click on the link in the show notes or head over to BreakingDads.com. 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 And just a reminder that Epic Gumdrop will now appear every second Wednesday, alternating with our All Sorted Lego podcast. If you want to know more about the decisions behind all the changes, head over to the site uh, where we posted an explanation, and I won't bore you with that here. And if you like what we're doing, you can go support our Patreon, like us on Facebook, or just send a few corporate-wide emails about the show in all caps before security carries you out of the building. Nothing much to ask. No, that's not too bad. Hello, Jeff. Hey, James. (laughs) What are we looking at this week? We're going to shrink down and partake in a simulation of the real world, or a simulation of a simulation. I don't know anymore, but I can promise you it involves conveyor belts. That's the only thing I can tell you. Ooh, there's a tease. Yeah. (laughs) This week, now with 100% more conveyor belts. (laughs) Uh, we're going to look at two games that share some design similarities, but are quite different in their overall intent. One is more about the financial and ethical side of medical or medication production, and the other lets you build a mind-bendingly beautiful conveyor belt maze and includes a world-exploring element. Mm. So first up, Big Pharma. That's a great title. Yes, I do like the name. I think the title's half of it. Ever wonder what it's like to run a pharmaceutical company? No? Well... We'll see you next week then. Just skip ahead to the next part. Yeah. We'll talk about other different conveyor belts. Okay. Now, if you've ever stopped to consider what it's like to make the big corporate decisions to decide whether or not it's really all that important that your new drug makes people nauseous, for instance, then this is the game for you. If you start at the tutorial phase, which you really need to with this game because it's involved. I think like a lot of arrogant gamers nowadays, you just go, I don't need instructions. Yeah. No, no, uh, no, I needed instructions. You begin with this empty factory space and you go through the task of learning how to initiate, then tweak production. It begins simply enough. You learn important stuff like how when you install an evaporator unit, it will increase your drug concentration by one and that you need a pill printer to add the finishing touch to your product before you can make some money. You also learn how to orient your machines and set up conveyor belts, inputs, outputs, which soon becomes inputs, modifiers, insanity, outputs. Expect to feel like a combination of Curious George and Lucille Ball in a chocolate factory. Except that it's pharmaceuticals, not chocolates, and when you mess up, a lot of people probably end up in the hospital at best. It's not it's not delicious at all. So I do like a game where best case scenario is you only you only harm a few people. Yeah. <laughs> They're not all blind. It's a game of mitigating harm. Is yeah, that- <laughs> a little bit. And like all good games of this type, complexity scales up slowly while you learn the lexicon and understand the fairly straightforward controls. Um, soon you're finding out clever ways to optimize your workflow, quickly understanding how to shave a few dollars off production. These games, when done well, succeed at being part learning puzzle and part race. Mm. Like a lot of middle-aged gamers, we spend our formative years learning to play games like the Oregon Trail at school and our teenage years pouring endless hours into games like the original SimCity or Sid Meier's Railroad Tycoon. That was probably you as well, right? I still go back to these yes, games. So yes, how can you not? Games that make simulating business and bureaucracy kind of oddly fun. Mm-hmm. And they're supposedly educational, which means <laughs> everyone would just get off your back for being on the computer for endless hours. And the thing I've always found the most interesting in simulation games is the balance between realism and gameplay. And depending on my mood, depending on how badly I was doing in the current game, my thoughts changed and still do about this balance. Uh, Now that I'm in front of a mic and not a screen, I'll tell you that I like highly granular control. I want these kinds of games to be, you know, a rich simulation of whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing. 
but then you put me in front of the game and I'll immediately want to start modifying that granularity. Now I want the demands and restrictions in the game to be a little bit more forgiving. I want the decisions and outcomes to feel more fun. I want the balance between successful strategy and economic failure to be just so. So when Big Pharma came out, I was impressed. I mean, visually, it's so, it's gorgeous. It's appealing. It's very cartoony. The orthogonal view and the, those graphics are easy on the eyes and make planning out your production lines on the checkered floor fairly intuitive. Machines have in-out directions, so you know which way to turn things. And you want to know, uh, if you want to know detailed info, you just click on that thing and you get a bunch of specifics. You know, how strong is that ingredient you have going mm -hmm. in? What kind of side effects you're causing those migraine sufferers, procurement costs, once you get your head around the basic strategies and learn to increase, decrease concentration, you strive to manage your active ingredients and their side effects. So for the first hour or so of tutorial, I wondered, what have I gotten myself into? By the way, I love uh, when you say the first hour or so of tutorial, that gives you a good indication of what you've got yourself into. Yeah. Like I, I played through the first time when we got this, we got this in the fall and I played through a bunch of the tutorial and my son did it as well. And then we just kind of went, ah, okay, enough of this. And we went back into the game. And then we took a bit of time off. And when I came back to it, I had to go back to the tutorial. And I was like, no, I really got to do this. So I probably took more time than most. Mm. I'm sure you can breeze through it quicker. Although the tutorials are great and the controls are intuitive and the menus are well laid out, I still found myself slightly overwhelmed. Now, was that reduced by three? Should I use three of these things? One of those? Do I have enough factory floor space? But then you start doing additional fun stuff. You assign and pay for explorers to find new active ingredients. You hire researchers to come up with brilliant new equipment types. Your production floor is whirring and humming and people are checking boxes on clipboards and costing you a fortune. Before you know it though, you've got those basics. Uh, you can identify where production is going wrong. You know where to put that shaker and can explain why it's essential. Because the drug production process is probably a bit mysterious to most of us, there's a little bit more of a conceptual learning curve, but they've done an admirable job trying to keep it to a minimum. So once I learned the basics, I kind of found the hook that grabbed me slowly let me go. It's part visual puzzle and part sim. And once I was faced with the challenges of producing this drug or that, and you know, the path of what I had to do became fairly recognizable, I slowly got disengaged. Um, mm. My son found the exact same thing. We played it intensely for a short period and then kind of put it down and didn't get back to it much. Just figuring out the game was entrancing, but continuing was another matter. It, the game just didn't keep us glued. Right, so it missed the uh, the most important part of a game, which is be fun. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It started working like, yeah, like we tried to figure out exactly what was it. Was it just the fun or is there mm -hmm. something other ingredient? It might have been the sterility of the game environment. I mean, like you're you're in an objective managerial role making big decisions. You're in right. a lab. You you can't leave it and go walk around. You can add extra floor space to your facility, but there's no outside landscape to tickle your eye. There's no real element of exploration. Sure, you send out explorers to find new ingredients, but you don't really feel like you have a stake in that process. You're you're not going out there and doing this stuff. Uh, and in terms of overall game flow, there you know there's a few tabs that bring up different game charts which show our current capabilities and progress and research, but then you're back to just tweaking those production lines and the whole process kind of grows stale. Once the charm of the sim wore off, we were left with the puzzle and the puzzle itself wasn't quite as engaging. Right. The developer just released a marketing and malpractice expansion. And while we were excited for some of the changes it would bring, and it was, I wasn't totally planning on talking about it. We also asked ourselves if it would really drive us to play the game further, or if it would just sit there on the steam wall of shame, you know, another unplayed victim of enthusiasm over fun. And I, I think it would. So hmm. we didn't even bother. We we sat and we were like, yeah, this looks cool. And then we looked more at it and we we're like, I don't think we're going to play this. Right. And we were like, yeah, no. It wasn't cool enough. No. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not to say that we I don't like the game. And that like my, my kid really enjoyed it initially. Mm -hmm. We both had a lot of fun with this game. 
it grabs you. You watch the, the tutorial and you're like, okay, I want to try this out. But something, I, I don't know, we we both like games that manage exploration with that world building. And mm-hmm. I think those earlier games like, um, you know, SimCity or Sid Meier's games, you know, the Railroad Tycoon, yeah. you, you do feel like you're working in this bigger world. Mm-hmm. And this one, you're working in a very You're limited, stuck in the factory. You're stuck in a factory. Yeah. There's a lab. Yeah. Like you can add some space, but that's it. And, and that, that, that dynamic's not going to change. And that, that's no. your world. It's sort of like uh, if you were to start a job as like a process manager at a factory. Yeah. And at first it would be fun and exciting. Yeah. And you're solving problems and helping your company make money. Exactly. And at some point you look around and go, my God, I've spent 25 years here doing this. I'm a process this. manager yes. at a factory. <laughs> and there is no path out of this. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it's like. So yeah, that that new job charm kind of wore off and we realized, oh, I'm working in a factory and the puzzles, I don't know. Right. So you start polishing off your resume and, and look for something. You start surfing the internet. Yeah. And you're, <laughs> then you're like, wait a second, I'm playing a game. Why am I surfing the internet? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Exactly. Real life resume. I like that idea <laughs> that within a sim. <laughs> that would be awesome if they, they had that. They could program for boredom. I like that. That would be a really cool addition to a sim. <laughs> You're an employee in a factory and one of the things you can do is waste time. And maybe the goal of the game is to waste as much time as possible while still completing your job oh. at a good enough level that you don't get promoted. That, that is awesome. But you don't get fired. How have we not designed a slacker game? Yeah. Slacker the game. That is fantastic. I like it. Yeah. So uh, any game developers out there, if you want to want to run it's with that. the game you've been practicing for your entire life. <laughs> exactly. I like you, it. you who are probably listening to this podcast at work, <laughs> you, you need this game. Oh yeah. So anyway, it's, it's a game I can't knock. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it's a cool game, but it's limited in what it offers and what it does. And it didn't do what I hoped it would do. And that's partly my bias and my, issues mm-hmm. i think in, in terms of my expectations of a sim game i think it's less of a sim game and more of a puzzle game and i think the developer is trying to adding this um, marketing of malpractice dlc they're trying to make it a little bit give it more mm-hmm. it, you know kind of give people i think they assumed there was so much complexity to start with that right. let's get them used to it and then we'll add in more of a yeah. Kind of, which is not a bad way to go. No, so yeah, there's a certain kind of user who's going to love this, but, but it's lacking the world building. It is that that you look for, and that was what Factorio gave us. Right, that game does everything we were looking for. Uh, well, the game has been in development for years with a small team. It was released on Steam Early Access at the end of February, and they anticipate full release later this year. And what is Factorio? You say uh, here's the I, developer's brief description. I would say that. Would you? Yes. Perfect. Factorio is a game in which you build and maintain factories. You will be mining resources, researching technologies, building infrastructure, automating production, and fighting enemies. Use your imagination to design your factory, combine single elements into ingenious structures, apply management skills to keep it working, and finally protect it from the creatures who don't really like you. Which is like a real job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although, you know, in some ways you read that and you're like, that sounds kind of boring, like Mm -hmm. Minecraft boring which I've read was an inspiration of sorts to this game, and which means it's actually incredibly engaging and you will lose countless hours trying to optimize your mining operations. I thought I had a Factorio addiction until I saw what this game did to my kid. He entered some trance state for weeks and I'm not sure we're going to get him back unless he finally unlocks some advanced technologies and completes the game. Mm. He has a lot of hours in on this game. Like a ridiculous, like you don't want to look at the number of hours on Steam because of the depression. Well, no, yeah, it's just, it's it's always the case when you can, I can tell how good a game is by how many hours he's logged. And again, it's over time. So it's never as bad as you think, but you're like, that was half an hour here, an hour there really adds up. Yes. (laughs) 
This is another game you should immediately watch the trailer for and be warned, though, it looks equal parts amazing and terrifying. Yeah, because I remember when you showed me the trailer for this, it's like, okay, that looks kind of cool. It's then, got a very oh. uh, it's got a very Age of Empires look yeah. until you start building the technology side. And yeah. then it's like some sort of I can't even I can't even it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like because you don't have a warehouse to head you in. Mm-hmm. This this production floor is the world. It is the world, yes. And it can sprawl yeah. and get amazing. And it's all working together and doing its thing. We've never yeah. gotten to that point. Like the point at which you, you your brain melts and yes. you go, Oh my god, this is horrifying. We've never gotten to that point. We've gotten we've gotten far enough in that it is starts getting complicated mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, where did I put the thing with the stuff and how do I move? And that it's so fun. Like it's yeah. never, it's never not been fun. I, I think we haven't hit a point I think, yet. I think that looking at it, it looks like a game that always gives you something to do it where does. you're okay. Now I've successfully completed task a, now I need to work on task B, which takes the part that I got from task a and converts it into something I need for task C. Exactly. And then onward and upward. You're always thinking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, while there are still all that complexity, it starts out really simple though. Um, so you start out as this little lonely player in this big wilderness. How did you end up in the big wilderness? Nah, I'm guessing your spaceship crashed there or something. Yeah, it's your happens. spaceship crashed, yeah. Uh, as you walk around, you're moving your character from this third person's pr- perspective. You run into different resources. You see wood, coal, copper, iron, ore. You begin with the pickaxe in hand and you immediately start to collect the resources. The mining process is simple. The visual display indicates how much you currently have on hand. Uh, once you have a few resources, you start building. And I really like the crafting menu on this one. You don't have to drag and drop ingredients into a puzzle menu. Instead, you click on an item and it shows you what's within your current abilities to create. Each item has this list of ingredients and maybe you need gears, maybe you need electronics. If you don't have enough raw materials, you just simply can't and you will go mining and go get them. And this is the, the kind of the point where it rapidly sets off from being a Minecraft Terraria Starbound clone. Like sure, you can spend your time wielding a pickaxe, but your real job is to set up machines to do the work for you coal-powered mining drills, for instance. Maybe you want to build an oven right next to that to process the raw materials. Fantastic. You fill the drill and the oven up with fuel and you walk away and you come back a few minutes later and you've processed 50 units. Uh, Maybe set up a mechanical inserter and a chest and watch as hundreds of items appear like magic while a robot arm does the heavy lifting. Within minutes, and it may have been hours as uh, time and space collapse when you play this game, you are gaining new capabilities. You set up a source of hydroelectric power build electric drills, devising complex assembly lines to move materials from one location to your row of research labs you've set up way down further on the map. Because your goal isn't to mine and build beautiful creations as you might in Minecraft, your reason for doing all of this is different. In Factorio, you're trying to scramble your way up a tech tree. It's just, it's <laughs> massive. Your economy is research. Each new technology requires that you process a certain number of research units in your lab. Maybe you need 50 red units, 100 red, 100 green. As the research gets more complex, such as advanced automation, vehicles, plastics, advanced electronics, the inputs required become more and more involved. And did I mention there are creatures on the planet that are not entirely pleased about all the pollution and noise you're creating? So unless you turn off alien aggression in the menu, uh, these giant bugs will come and destroy the machinery and attack you. So there is a, this whole weapons um, thing going on, but you can just ignore it if you want to, which mm-hmm. is what we did. We just, you know, the first time we got, I didn't, I didn't realize that and we got attacked very soon and you're like, ah, oh, they, they destroyed all our equipment and, and ate us or I just, something. I just built that. Yeah. It, that's, it's just beautiful. Like, so you can spend your time mastering the technical aspects of the tech tree 
and you can turn off the ability for creatures to you know attack you so that's great especially i think if you're i I view this in semi-educational way like Mm -hmm. i thought it was a really great puzzle but also exploration stuff and i didn't want it to just become a game of you know i don't know whack-a-mole with alien creatures or because you can build lasers and turrets and weapons i didn't want it to be all about that so you Mm -hmm. can kind of you can play that way or you can not play that way. There's, a, I think, some multiplayer options. Mm-hmm. There's different ways of approaching the game, which is also pretty brilliant. Again, kind of like Minecraft, it allows you to come at it the way you want to come at it. Yeah. So if you're unsatisfied with what is an already amazing game and you want there to be an outside element of pressure, you turn the baddies on, you yeah, you get the defensive walls going, you set up conveyor belts to keep them from running at you like some goofball walking backwards on an escalator. Um, you can set up weapon systems. So you can do everything right and the end game is to acquire enough resources and research uh, enough technologies to allow you to unlock space flight the theory is that you will launch your shuttle and gloriously escape the industrialized mayhem and hungry critters below while we have poured dozens of hours in and watched a bunch of tutorials read stuff and wikis we are still a long ways off there are always things to optimize always ways to innovate how you devise automation process the ingredients create materials which act as ingredients to create precursors to other materials that will become one of the four parts needed to make the thing which you'll dump into research Dozens, then hundreds, then thousands of times, which sounds boring, but it's not. No, it's sort of like, uh, it seems to me like a card game where you're building these combinations. Yeah. So you're building up the factory in an automated way so that you get from raw material to the part you need uh, auto-magically. Oh. But I, you set it all up. I, I want to build a deck builder version of this. It seems like it's all there. Yeah. yeah that would be fun. Huh yeah there must be somebody's already i'm sure <laughs> implemented some minecraft the deck builder mm-hmm. well both of these games have some interesting educational elements the initial learning curve of big pharma and the overall gameplay might not appeal as much to younger players it, i mean it seems like a pretty dry idea i like the philosophy of teaching kids all about the pharmaceutical industry and the decisions it makes when manufacturing and selling drugs but this might not be the easiest way to do it if you like visual puzzles that force you to optimize a process it's a great game uh, the graphics are perfect for the tone of the game. It's so much fun to watch stuff whirring around your conveyor belt nightmare, money going in, out, plus, minus, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going broke. <laughs> There's always that. That's kind of cool. So it has that a much more uh, economic aspect to it. Right. It's about the money. If you want some interesting lessons in the manufacturing of raw goods into finished products and want to slowly master factory logistics while also not dying, then Factorio is the game for you. Well, with Factorio, there is learning and problem solving without that process being in the forefront of your mind. You're too busy being engaged by the entire system, watching out for alien attacks, doing everything you gotta do. So while they both offer unique learning experiences, I suspect Factorio is gonna get, it's gonna be a sim game that my kid looks back on in 20 years right. and says, I totally remember, remember Factorio? Oh my gosh, that game was so good. Like that's yeah. gonna be his, you know. His railroad ty- tycoon. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I don't What when you were a kid, what did you, what was you played all of them? I imagine for, yeah, I think we have the same personality. Railroad tycoon, <laughs> at, like those were a ridiculous amount of my time. I probably and then railroad tycoon is one of those games where every time you get a new system, you get the better version of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and you play it, <laughs> uh, and then you realize that oh, I actually liked it best on my EGA screen <laughs> with the four colors because uh, it just I think it nailed the the balance of sim aspect huh. that I liked the most right I don't know or it's probably has more to do with the thousands of hours I'd put yeah. into it and I was used to that yeah that's yeah that was a game I spent so many hours as a teenager playing oh. that yeah there's something so attractive about those games that that give you promise of the world and and give you a puzzle but they 
yeah, I don't know. There, this mm-hmm. tapped into that exact same kind of thing where it wasn't, I didn't feel limited, but uh, I mean, you are. Yeah. And there's an econo- I like the economic aspect in yeah. some of those games, which Factorio doesn't have, but it's okay. I think it adds all it's this a, other it's complexity. It's a different economy because you're trying That's to right. build the different researches and the different parts. Yeah, to research get the, is your the money. The next thing on the tech tree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Research is your money. And there, because there's no trade or there's no other, mm-hmm. you know, there's no competitor other than the aliens who just want to kill you. Is yeah. it is an interesting twist on it. Yeah. It kind of took it in a, a good direction. It is a weird solo multiplayer game where you can band together against the aliens, but are yeah. you working together to get off the planet or are you racing each other to get off the planet? I, I don't, don't know. know that. I've never yeah. played that way. I don't know which way narratively works more. I you would be yeah, it would be weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah, exactly if you a bunch of you happened on this mining planet and I, I really don't know. You're all working separately yeah, together. The, the objective might change when you do yeah. that kind of play. Um I like the concept. it's very it's very easy to understand. Like, okay, you crash landed, you have nothing but this axe in your hand and you're going to work to get off the planet. Yeah. You know, in a very okay, one foot in front of the other kind of way. And I will seldomly watch tutorials on games. Mm-hmm. Um this one I did and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. There was something really satisfying about, I was like, okay, so how do I do the thing? And I just looked that up and I got dragged into watching, you know, like 15 minutes of some guy set up his setup on how to do something. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's a really cool. So it was one of those where you're the, the pro the, the route to optimization or through optimization is enjoyable and satisfying mm-hmm. enough that you really want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it like, like with big pharma, you can you can alter the way you lay out your lab and you lay out yeah. your way your machines go. But that wasn't as it didn't. Yeah. It didn't satisfy as much. And there's not as much options. This mm-hmm. one, there's so many different ways to cut up what you're doing Yeah, because the map's unique. Your resources are like spread out all over the place. Mm-hmm. So you've got to bring everything to centralized locations. And yeah. That, and again, if you, if you look at the videos online, like it gets crazy when you get into building these giant train structures, I, super yo, complex. We're not even close to that. Yeah. Oh, oh my hands sweat. Right. I want, I'm like, I want to get to there. And then when I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, it's Railroad Tycoon all over I again. Know. <laughs> that might be what triggered the thought or the yeah. memory of Railroad Tycoon. Yeah. Cause it's just trains going everywhere. Yeah. Like, like when you've had that really great game of Railroad Tycoon yeah, yeah. and you're, you're owning the map. It's just mayhem. Yeah. You're like, oh, you want to get from San Francisco to, <laughs> to uh, New York? We can do that. Yeah. yeah. Which way you want to go. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think I'll ever get there. <laughs> I, I have a feeling. I don't know if I could log enough hours, I think, just yeah. as a parent. But your, your son will get there. He might. <laughs> He's going to. It, it's cool to see, yeah, how I, I thought he might actually get more bored with Factorio, mm-hmm. given the, the potential complexity of it. But I think it just tickled that same thing where he's like, ah, I got I want to know how to, I want that robot arm. I mm-hmm. want the inserter so I can put the stuff from the furnace into the conveyor belt or whatever. Yeah. And that, yeah, I think it, it does have that just one more compulsion. Oh, like, it does. Cause you're going to, you know, oh, now he's got the robot arm. Okay. Now that I'm taking that material yeah. from there to there, what am I going to do next with this material? Yeah. What am I going to get next? The minute you upgrade one element of the thing, you, you see the potential. Mm-hmm. So you upgrade that robot arm to a fast inserter and yeah. you're like, Whoa, that is so fast. Okay. What's going to happen next well, and time? Then, but then the power draw is more, exactly. and so you got to upgrade your, your yeah. power source. And there's a, there's and on and on and on. a lot of metrics you can look at going mm-hmm. on in the background. I, again, we never super got into that, but yeah. the optimization that you could, you could go through is bananas. Mm-hmm. Or you can just 
enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> Which is what we've done. But I, yeah, super recommend that. Mm -hmm. But very different. Yeah. Anyway, I thought coming into this, I thought they might be similar games. Nope. Very different. No, very different. Very yeah. different approaches on a, a somewhat similar ideas. Yep. Both cool, but very different end points for me. I think uh, if you were to describe the game subjectively, would you rather be a middle manager at a pharmaceutical <laughs> company overseeing the factory floor yeah. or a uh, lone alien trying to get off the planet yeah. through the manipulation of resources? I kind of like the look of Big Pharma, mm -hmm. like the cartooniness of it. Yeah. Uh, there was something about that that was almost more appealing. Factorio lo looks a bit grittier. And at I, first I, like I thought, I, I thought, oh, I'm not going to like this. It was like when, uh, like a game like Contra, do you remember mm -hmm. that? Oh yeah. Like that game felt, had a grittiness in a, that you, when you say you go from For Super Mario to Contra, that's what the difference between the, these two games reminded me of. For the era, it had a grittiness. Yes, that's and right. And now it looks oh, like. I can't even imagine. Candy coated popcorn. No, the 12, that's 12 year old me remembering. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, there was this, this weird difference between mm -hmm. the, the feeling of those kinds of games. And that's what yeah. this has for me. I, I want them both. But eh, only only the one will survive. Only one will survive. <laughs> Two games enter. <laughs> oh. So yeah, uh, that's going to keep us busy for a while in this mm -hmm. household. Uh, if you have any thoughts about the episode or you want to click on the link in the show notes to go check out the gameplay videos or learn a little bit more about these games, uh, you go ahead and do that. You can also find me on Twitter at Epic Gumdrop. Also a reminder that the podcast will now appear on alternating Wednesdays with our Lego podcast all sorted following every other week. Uh, if you like Lego and don't already listen to All Sorted, be sure to subscribe to that separately. Absolutely. And until next time, I've been James. And I'm still Jeff. <laughs>